A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to part two, where Scroobius Pip is installed on what I can only describe as a throne here at the Moon Underwater, <laughs> and he looks like he was born to sit in it. He is creating his dream pub with its big table, its fireplace, its beams. It's 30 minutes walk from all who seek to go there. And so far we have uh, Guinness Dublin Pale Ale and an unnamed beer from an unnamed barman from an unnamed bar in Bruges, Pepsi Max and Asahi. We also have three quiz questions to deal with. Robin. Thanks, John. So this week's quiz was to do with uh, stations on the London Underground, and I gave you kind of cryptic clues to kind of work out what the station name might be. So the first one was Amy Winehouse's hairdo. Scroobius, you think you might have got this one? Yes, is it High Barnet? It is High Barnet. Well done. John, did you get that one? No, very good, though. High Barnet. Question two was a street where it sounds like a pig and a baby are being sentenced. Any ideas for that? Okay, so let's let's break it down. A street, what would be another word for a street? Road. Road, good, right. Sounds like a pig and a baby. So what's another word for a baby? A ban? Uh, a tot, yes, a tot. A tot. Right. And, of course, you get ham from a pig. So a pig and a baby, tot and ham. They're being sentenced at court. Tot and ham, court, a street, road. John's not happy. I'm not I'm not sure you're really um, fulfilling the Ziminian rules of crosswords there. They covered everything. Court isn't... An, a, a, you, you, you couldn't say... You have to be able to replace the words like like for like. Where are you sentenced? You're sentenced at court. Yeah, but you couldn't say he got his court. His court was 10 years. No, the, yeah, but it's a street where they're being sentenced. So it's yeah, court. so it's a mixture of a general knowledge quiz uh, uh, and a cryptic crossword. That's strictly cryptic. I mean, it's it, they're an art form, cryptic crosswords, and it's an art form I couldn't learn in 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 the, the, the 10 minutes that it took me to do this. <laughs> But tot and ham, tot and ham. Mixed prime nuts, how did we fare? Mm. Uh, no, I've not got that. So I think this was quite a good, as a crossword clue, it's Upminster, which is an anagram oh, lovely. of prime Upminster. nuts. Yes. Mixed prime nuts, Upminster. There we go. Very good. So very well done if you got them at home. I'm worried that 
some people might get angry that the, the quiz is, was too hard and weird. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with a hard, weird quiz. <laughs> I, I liked Upminster. I liked High Barnet. I detested Tottenham Court Road. <laughs> yeah, it was really crap, wasn't it? Tot and ham. <laughs> Absolute rubbish. <laughs> so uh, that's the Moon Underwater pub quiz. Another one of those next week. Look forward to that taking me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but we return to Scroobius Pip's Dream Pub. And we're about to ask uh, Scroobius what his two spirits are. However, one of them is already there because it's a key part of the Scroobius, which is a cocktail containing Pepsi Max and Slingsby rhubarb gin. It's it's a really beautiful bottle as well. It's like quite um, rectangular. If you can 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 see it in your in your mind in your mind's eye, it's it's quite rectangular and like mm. purpley. They also have a Slingsby Golf Academy, John. I don't know if you. Oh, <laughs> do they really related to the gin? I don't know how it's related, but it's definitely there on the website in my mind. Oh, great. I'd love to. I'll go check that out. Slingsby, if you're listening, I'd like some of your rhubarb gin. I'd also like to come to your golf academy and I'll film myself playing golf there for my YouTube channel. But what Scroobius is going to accompany Slingsby? Well, again, it's all all been about memories. And I want to make it clear that the Slingsby like flavours are classy. As you can hear, they're unusual, they're fancy. But in 2001, I was at university in Wolverhampton and I worked at a revolution vodka bar and my job on a saturday night was they gave me a little freezer that they put essentially on the dance floor and a little table and it was a pounder shot for all sorts of flavored vodkas and the one that was the big hit that was brand new at the time was toblerone flavored vodka so wow i'm going for toblerone flavored vodka it's not classy in any way but as someone who Particularly when sober, it has never been someone who feels most comfortable on a dance floor. When I was slinging Toblerone vodka, I felt like Tom Cruise. Um, I was so happy. On the dance floor, everyone's just throwing a quid. I'm like, yeah, have the Toblerone one, mate. They had the dime bar flavour. They had all sorts of different, really unclassy, crass flavours. But boy, did they go down well. Is that an official sort of branded Toblerone bottle or is it someone who's, inve- who's sort of mixed a flavouring with just sort of yeah, generic vodka? It was, it was another... So it was... I'm sure it was someone like Absolute. It probably wasn't, but someone like that at the time came out with just... Like the... Like... Um, if you if you go into what the the M and M world in uh, yeah in, in in Leicester Square where you've just got rows and rows of all different colours and flavours and styles, there seemed to be a vodka brand that was trying to be the M and M's of vodka, um, <laughs> wow, and provide all different wonderful colours and and flavours and styles. And yeah, the Toblerone one was the one that I sold the most of. I would push the most because it was just yeah. It flew out, but there'd be mint ones, white chocolate ones, all sorts of horrible stuff. I love the idea that that's the one that really gets everyone going crazy on the dance floor. Toblerone. Toblerone. (laughs) It's because it feels exotic, doesn't it? It's the it's the flavour of airports. Yeah. It's it's the flavour of duty free. You don't particularly if you think back to two thousand and one, you wouldn't get Toblerone in every in every shop. It wouldn't be as available. It would feel a bit special and fancy duty free cigarettes uh, flavoured flavoured vodka I'm sure John (laughs) would be on that I I don't think you'd ever see me ever again (laughs) 
superb choices on the uh, behind the bar. I love that you've sort of you're creating a a sort of a respectable country pub that's got Toblerone flavored vodka on the uh, on the back shelf. <laughs> Next to the beautiful Slingsby Gin, I said yeah. the, the parallel of the classy looking bottle, and then one that would say Toblerone vodka, <laughs> one pound a shot. Well, after that uh, Toblerone vodka has destroyed a few brain cells, let's create a few new ones in the pub library. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Thanks, John. So every week we add a book to the shelves of the ever-expanding pub library, and this week it's the turn of Nairn's London by Ian Nairn. Ian Nairn was a journalist and broadcaster who wrote beautifully and very idiosyncratically about architecture, and Nairn's London was published in 1966, and it's kind of love letter to the city and its buildings. He celebrates some of London's famous sites, but also focuses on its secret history and hidden corners, railway stations, abandoned gasworks, suburban gardens, East End markets, Hawksmoor churches, and no fewer than 27 different pubs. There are some classics in there, including the Mayflower in Rotherhithe and the Lamb on Lamb's Conduit Street, as well as some pubs which are sadly no longer with us, such as the Irish pub Wards in Piccadilly, which one of our listeners, Aisha, wrote in about. The great thing about Nairn's writing about pubs is he considers the architecture of a good pub. He describes the hoop in Notting Hill Gate, which is sadly no longer with us, like this. The best modern pub interior in London. Here for once the Victorian tradition is truly reinterpreted, not merely cribbed in a few coy details. This pub went behind the details to the creation of the right sort of drinking spaces, and everything followed on from this. The plan itself is classically simple, public on one side, saloon on the other, and a splendid back bar from which both estates are visible. The mystery follows naturally from the different layers of space and other people in other bars and doesn't have to be tickled up and the pub atmosphere doesn't need to be worked at but grows up from the basic architectural decisions. But my favourite pub descriptions from Nairn's London are of the Crown and Greyhound in Dulwich Village. It is a wonderful place to be in which is enough but it is also a wonderful torch to carry through the dark alleys of self-consciousness, fashion and academism really be your real self like this and nothing can go wrong and this oh, wow. <laughs> is great and this is the last one that this is the black lion in playstow which is also still there it's marvelous because it has gone back to the fountainhead of human pubbiness instead of sticking at some formula of details so there we go that's nairn's that's london <laughs> it's great oh that sounds amazing it's a really good book and it really captures a moment but as i said a lot of the pubs aren't there anymore but many of them are so some people do Nairn's pub crawls around London we should should certainly try and do that Uh, yes please yeah it's a really fantastic book okay so Nairn's London by Ian Nairn uh, goes on the pub library shelf and right next to the library shelf is the jukebox here at the moon underwater and I'm very excited to hear what Scroobius Pip is going to add to the jukebox what album Scroobius, would you want to hear when you walk into your dream pub or have the option of putting it on when you want? Now, I need to ask quickly, does the moon underwater pay PRS? Because if they do, I'm going to choose one of my own albums <laughs> just to make the money. <laughs> well, this is going in your pub, so it's entirely... Oh, no, it's going in our pub. Yeah, it's going in our pub, but probably also in your pub. I'm, I'm not going to go for a, a one of mine because genuinely the most uncomfortable thing in the world is being anywhere when my own music is on. Um, <laughs> so that wouldn't be relaxing. But yeah, so I know the Pogues have been chosen a few times because they're natural 
drinking music. So I, I, I maybe would have gone down the Pogues route, but instead I thought I'd look at people who kind of the Pogues have influenced. And as a as a teen in those early dr- dr- drinking years, I was into my punk and my and my scar and all that kind of thing. And there's a band called the Dropkick Murphys. And they've got an album called Do or Die. And it feels like almost every song on that album could be chant- sung along to or chanted along to in a in a drinking session. I mean, the the guy from Dropkick Murphys actually owns an Irish pub in in uh, Boston. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he he does. And, and again, so many of their tours turn into, yeah, just a sing-along type event. So, yeah, it felt like the... The perfect option, and again, they've obviously they've taken a lot of influence from the Pogues, which is very much songs meant to be played while you're drinking. So it felt like the perfect accompaniment. I don't think I'm very familiar with the Dropkick Murphys. Is there a song off that album I would know? No, not really. Um, it, the, the, part of the beauty of their songs, particularly for in a pub, is they don't outstay their welcome. Um, that album has got 16 tracks and it comes in, I think, just under 40 minutes. So these tracks aren't hanging around. You'll get into the the the, the enjoyment and then you, you're getting out. But Barroom Hero and Caught in a Jar are the two that came to mind as real. They're songs about drinking, about bars. So, yeah. But then, again, as I was looking back over the album for the first time in many years to be completely honest there were so many on there that as soon as you start it it feels like a sing-along that's brilliant do you know the band ween at all do you like ween yes yeah 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 i'm familiar with ween there's a great song i think it's on the mollusk called the blarney stone which i guess is a parody of kind of pogsy music the blarney stone brings a tear to my eye (laughs) it's great it's so funny as well it's brilliant If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do or Die by the Dropkick Murphys on the Moon Underwater Jukebox. Look forward to whacking that on after time has been called. But you have one remaining choice, Scroobmeister. Uh, it's your wild card, and it can be absolutely anything. So far, just to bring everyone up to the speed, we've got Guinness Dublin Amber Pale Ale. We've got the choice of an unnamed beer from an unnamed barman from an unnamed bar in Bruges. Pepsi Max, Asahi, Slingsby Rhubarb Gin to complete the Scroobius, and Toblerone flavoured vodka. So what's your wild card? You see, now, my wild card is a drink that I couldn't have created in the amount of slots that was available, so I thought I'll put it on there as its own thing. And it's, it's a white Russian. And as a kid who was at university when the Big Lebowski came out, um, and and worked in a vodka bar. Um, it was my drink to end my night at work. I would genuinely, for some reason, take pride in having a white Russian in the morning b- before going into into uni, as if that was some rebellious thing rather than a drinking problem. And yeah, it just I I, lo- I, lo- I loved them f- f- for a long time. And uh, yeah, I've got to have white Russians available. Did you notice an uptick in? in their popularity after the Big Lebowski. So I think everyone went through a white Russian phase. 100%. Everyone. uh, The the dude was absolutely an an iconic, aspirational figure, particularly for students. And yeah, white Russians were the go-to. Did you get get many people who, like, said white Russian was their favourite drink, but they liked it before the Big Lebowski? I wonder if there's a bit of that kind of... Yeah, yeah. You'd probably get a a decent amount of that. My... uh, uh, One of my... Biggest paradoxes is that I had a big beard before hipsters had big beards, but the most hipster thing is to say I had it before it was popular. Yeah. So it's this constant paradox of then, yeah. no, then I didn't. I was a hipster then, I just didn't realise. So it's. Well, Daniel Kitson's got that bit about when he had his beard and he got rid of it because he didn't want his look to be appropriated by someone who was going to sell him a mobile phone contract. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Do, I love it. Do you it. make your white Russian with cream or milk? With m- milk, or I always made it with milk. I've I've had them out places with cream, and it's, yeah, wonderfully delicious as well. You're barred. Because you are sort of master and commander of your own desire yes <laughs> you get to bar or ban an activity or a thing or a sound or a smell or whatever you are a type of person from your pub uh, what are you going to not allow i'm going to ban uh, literature readings so 
I'm going to have to ask Robin to leave. That's um, fine. Not the, not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. It, it, I mean, not even just specifically literature readings. It's really weird because what I don't like is any feeling of pretentiousness in a pub. And again, I'm not. I'm, I was joking about Robin there. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and that was was wonderful tales of of, of bars of old. But what I don't like, I, because originally I was going to say kind of impromptu live music or whatever else, but. If I was in a nice old Irish bar and the old boys all started to sing a traditional song, I'd be in heaven or equally in 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 Cornwall, like with some of the tr- traditional Cornish songs and stuff like that. That sounds like heaven. So I guess it's anyone getting up to perform something where they're thinking, check this out, check look at me, look what I'm about to do. Whereas that kind of group singing and things like that, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like the spirit of the night has taken us there. Whereas someone getting up and going, I, I always think back to my days on the spoken word scene when um, a guy got up at this particular open mic and read a translation he'd done of a poem from Latin. He did it and then immediately left you know, and and again, it was just the arrogance of being at an open mic where you have to support other people. That's the point. That half of the crowd is there because they want to do their thing, but that's the contract we're all in on. And then he gets up and reads a translation he's he's, he's done himself, and then then goes. It was like, oh come on, mate. I think the thing is, it ca- it can be done well, but that feeling of the atmosphere changing and being charged, and that feeling of being trapped, which you don't get at a music gig if you're all standing around. And you don't get a stand-up because it's a much more uh, uninhibited environment. Yeah. But that feeling of having to sit and be quiet. And I remember my dad telling me, I think my dad went to see John Burnside do a reading. He's a brilliant novelist and poet. And he said there was a woman in front of him. And every time he finished the poem, this woman would go, hmm, like that. And my dad just started cringing inside his core. You know? But it's just that kind of like, do you know what I mean? That kind of... A performative enjoyment. Oh, I get it. I get that completely. I, I, I want people. I want everyone in this pub to feel comfortable, rather than anyone feeling uncomfortable. When I did a run of of, of my spoken word sh- show at the Fringe, all of the, the promoters who I was talking to all wanted to put me in theatres or whatever. And I did. I want. I made sure I was in a venue that had a bar because I don't want this to feel like everyone sit in silence like you've been enjoying comedy and raucousness and now you have to all come to the serious spoken word gig and, and sit quietly i wanted it to be an enjoyable night and everyone having a drink and 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 enjoying it yeah so i think that's a key part to to me so no no kind of performance that's going to make people think ah oh, for fuck's sake ah <laughs> oh, this has started we've got to get through this now yeah have, have you read uh, a book called Little Scratch by Rebecca Watson? No, I haven't. It's superb. So it's it's like a stream of consciousness day in the life of this woman. And the the text is sort of split on two sides of each page. So quite often her, her sort of thoughts or what she's looking at on her phone run concurrently with the narrative. But there's this amazing, really well-observed scene where she goes to a poetry reading with her boyfriend and it contrasts the sort of bits snatches of the poems she's hearing read out in this bookshop 
with her interior monologue of how sort of awkward and uncomfortable she's finding it. It's really, really well well observed. Yeah, I love that. That sums up perfectly, again, the, the, the fact that anyone will be having an uncomfortable stream of consciousness while anything is going on in this pub is, is unacceptable to me. Hurry up, please. It's time. It's been such a joy to speak to you and to meet you for the first time, uh, Scroobius. Yes, and you guys. As said, I've been thoroughly enjoying the podcast as well, so good work. It's a a journey in itself. But we do need a name for this pub. Yes. What are you going to call your dream pub? We do. Now, I was tempted to go with no name and just put a bike outside, but um, I know that that really spits in the face of a key... a, a functional point of the podcast so um i i, I was looking back and realizing that that pint in D- dublin was essentially at a lock-in with very few people there that 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 pint in in bruges was a hidden away place and no one else was in so i think i like hidden pubs i like mystery i don't like <laughs> i know i'm running this pub but i don't like it to be that busy so instantly came to mind the slogan of my record label is we may not be for you and that's fine so the may not be for you i think is is a lovely name for the pub so it just kind of a certain person will look at that and go oh i ain't going in there but the right person will go oh that sounds interesting that sounds a bit unusual and you know that's lovely I mean, just to say, we could have called it the bicycle and used an emoji like Coldplay did with their album, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad we didn't go down that route. <laughs> I like the may not be for you. It's perhaps a sister pub to Alistair Green's The Marquis of Take It or Leave It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Fantastic. And as you leave the correct realm to head back to the other realm, uh, what song would you like to play you out from Dropkick Murphy's Do or Die? I'll go for um, Barroom Hero, if that's okay. Absolutely it is, because you, Scroobius, are my Barroom Hero. Thanks, man. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> thank you for creating this wonderful pub that may not be for you. And uh, what podcast can people hear you on at the minute? So I've got the Distraction Pieces podcast, which is out every every week. And as everyone from um, Tim Key to Spike Lee, oh, I can't rhyme anymore. So yeah, a lot of different people. <laughs> Simon Pegg to, no, that's not a good one to rhyme with. All, all sorts of amazing, varied people. And the Drunk Cast, uh, they, we've done a whole load of them Um over the years normally with me and Stu again it's all on distraction pieces but during the lockdown we did a load over zoom so we had one with Brett Goldstein and Ramesh Ranganathan one with James Acaster and Ed Gamble one with Jade Adams and Rich Wilson so so yeah there's a lot of drunk people getting drunk and saying things they probably shouldn't say but enjoying it all the same so they're they're worth digging into oh and let's give a little shout out to say why to drugs with our our good friend Susie Gage yes with Dr Susie Gage who was on one of the drunk casts on 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 the network drunk cast we had had Dr Susie Gage and yeah all of the the Distraction Pieces Network crew. Mm, Great stuff. So an awful lot of audio digging to be done there, but what gems you will find beneath the surface. So we thank Scroobius Pip for coming to the Moon Underwater, where he's created the May Not Be For You, and to play him out is Dropkick Murphy's with Barroom Hero. Isn't that it for you?
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria algae body oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. 